Amen. You may be seated. And if you have whatever device or your Bible that, uh, that you're reading the scriptures in, I want to encourage you to open up to Matthew chapter 20. The title of today's message is Raise Your Voice. In Matthew chapter 20, I'm going to begin reading at verse 29. It's where Jesus heals the two blind men. And I just want you to uh, hear these verses, read them, read along with them. It's good to see what you're hearing at the same time. You have a much higher retention rate when you do so. But here it's telling us in Scripture, in verse 29, as Jesus and the disciples left the town of Jericho, a large crowd followed behind. Two blind men were sitting beside the road. When they heard that Jesus was coming that way. I'm going to make a comment there. Let's just say this, when they heard. Say, when they heard. They heard that Jesus was coming. They got excited when they heard Jesus was coming. Now, there's only one reason they would be excited to hear that Jesus was coming. is because they had heard about the good things that Jesus was doing. And I think it's safe to assume that they heard how God had anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power and how Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So here's two men. They're blind. They're, they're uh, quarantined from the rest of the culture. They're sitting by the roadside and they hear Jesus is coming by and something happened. When they heard Jesus was coming that way, what did they do? They began shouting. They began shouting, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. They began to shout. They raised their voice when they heard that Jesus was coming. Something rose up within them. They got excited. And like I said, I believe they were excited because they had some insight. They had some revelation about Jesus. And here they were as blind men and they heard Jesus was coming. They saw this as their opportunity to receive their miracle. And they weren't quiet about it. They got excited about it and they, they raised their voices. They, they began shouting, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. The response of the two men is they raised their voice in excitement, in anticipation, in proclamation, in petition unto God, just really being, believing that this is our moment. However, the rest of the culture, the rest of the people around them, they had a different perspective. Yeah, it was a large crowd. They were from point A to point B. And uh, their response to these two men getting excited about their miracle was, be quiet. I find it interesting. Be quiet. The crowd whispered at them. (laughs) They wanted to be quiet, but they're yelling, be quiet. (laughs) Now, as a parent, You've probably done that on occasion or two. You tell the kids, be quiet. (laughs) You want it to be quiet, but you're not quiet. So they wanted it to be quiet. They want these men to be quiet. They want these men to just continue in the status quo. Don't get excited. Don't be raising your voice. Don't be shouting. Don't get excited. Don't get your anticipation meter way up there. Just be quiet and just allow the, uh, allow the, 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 the things to just continue on the way they are. Let's not mix it up. But the good news is, is these two gentlemen, when they heard about Jesus, they, they shouted. They raised their voices. And it says in verse 31, but they shouted louder, Jesus, 
Son of David, have mercy on us. They shout it even louder. And I'm submitting to you this morning, there comes a time and a place for you to raise your voice and to shout even louder. Because the enemy, number one, is to get you to be quiet. Life and death is in the power of your voice, the power of your words. And it's time to raise your voice. That doesn't mean you need to be going around shouting all day long, but it's time to speak up. It's time to speak life. Amen. It's time to be speaking life and not to allow the circumstances that are, that are in front of us to be determining what we're going to be speaking or if we're going to be speaking at all or even worse than that is to be speaking defeat. A person's life largely reflects the fruit of their words, of their tongue. To speak life is to speak God's perspective on all issues of your life. And to speak death is the polar opposite, is to declare life's negatives to de- uh, and to de- uh, life's de- negatives defeat or to be constantly complaining. It's the phenomenal truth that everything that exists came about by words. And it's just so remarkable and so incredible that we have that uh, grace, gift, and responsibility from God to be raising our voice and to be speaking the exact same thing that he has declared about us. So they heard about Jesus. The scriptures teach us that faith comes to us by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So they had heard about Jesus. They had a faith in him, and now they're hearing that he's coming by. They got excited, began to shout. However, the rest of the crowd is telling them to be quiet, shouting, be quiet. I'm submitting to you today that the enemy would like nothing better than for the kingdom of God to just be quiet. And within the kingdom, the enemy would like nothing better for you as a child of the kingdom just to be quiet. Don't sing unto the Lord. Don't worship the Lord. Don't be a person of prayer. Just be quiet. Just accept what is. Just accept what is. You say, well, Pastor Ray, you're telling me that my circumstances can change based on what my confession is. Yes. That's what the Word of God teaches us. And that's what we believe. We believe that there is power, there is life, there is authority in the spoken Word of God in the spoken word of God. And when, we, when you are raising your voice and you are declaring God's truth over you, about you, and declaring it to be true in you, you are not in denial of circumstances or whatever may be oppressing you, whatever the doctor's diagnosis may have been of you. It's not in denial of that. But what we are doing when we are raising our voice and we are declaring the goodness of God and the mercies of God and we are shouting out to God as these blind men did, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. What we are doing is we are denying the circumstances it's right to influence us. There's a lot of stuff going on in our world, but it does not need to influence us as Christians. a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of reasons to be afraid. But you do not need to be afraid 
and you do not need to allow everything that's going on in the culture and in the world to paralyze you or to lock you up or give it permission to influence your life. When they heard, they began shouting. So they were shouting while they were still blind. They didn't wait till the miracle happened. They were still blind. Everyone else was telling them to be quiet. Just accept your status in life. Just be content to sit by the roadside and be dependent on others. But they shouted louder. They raised their voice. And Jesus heard them. In verse 32, he heard them. He stopped and called, what do you want me to do for you? Can you picture, have you ever imagined yourself, Jesus, paying attention to your prayer and stopping and saying, what do you want me to do for you? And then you tell him what you'd like for him to do, and he says, your request is granted. They received their sight. They received their sight. So we need to be raising our voices in petitions. This is the petition that they put before God, a petitionary prayer. Let your requests be made known to God. Raise your voice. Let him know what you want. And many times that, that uh, <clears throat> opposition that's telling us to be quiet, yes, it comes externally, but sometimes, matter of fact, it may be more predominant, it may be coming internally. Maybe your own mind telling you, just be quiet. Just be quiet. It's not going to work. Or you tried this before. You heard about this or you heard about that. And just intimidation trying to tell you to just quiet down. Don't get excited. Don't raise your voice. Don't worship God. Don't be believing for a miracle like that. Just accept your status quo. Do not allow that to dominate you. You must, you must resist that temptation to be quiet, and you, must, you want to come to a place where you are raising your voice in petition to God, letting him know what it is that you want, whether it's internal or external pressure coming against you. Just purpose in your heart that you're going to raise your voice in petitions to God and let your requests be made known. Number two, you want to also, let your, uh, you also want to raise your voice in proclamation. In Psalm 91... Psalm 91, the psalmist makes this uh, proclamation, and it's important for us to do likewise. He says, uh, it begins in verse 1, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Notice verse 2, the psalmist is, is making this statement, he's raising his voice, he says, this I declare about the Lord. This I declare about the Lord. When's the last time you have made a declaration about the Lord? I mean, obviously we do it in, if you're participating in worship here at Grace Church, you're doing it in worship. But in your own time with God, in your own devotional time, or your own goings in and goings out, just going through the day, what are you declaring about the Lord? Are you making declarations? Again, that we are the confession of our hope, that we're not wavering in it, that we are saying the same thing about us as what God declared about us. So the psalmist made this statement in verse 2, Psalm 91. He said, this I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. So let's say that together. Say, this I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, 
I trust him. Doesn't that feel good to say that? I mean, just keep saying that over and over again. Convince yourself of it and build yourself up in that. And especially when the, when the opposition comes against you and, and the real world realities that are out there just pressing in on you and you're just 24-7, if you don't guard your heart and protect yourself, you're going to be hearing all kinds of negative information. Verse 3, he continues, says, For I will rescue you, for he will rescue you from every trap, not just some of them, from every trap and protect you from deadly diseases. He made this declaration. He said in verse four, he said, he'll cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Verse 6, do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes in midday. Though a thousand fall at your side and 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. What's happening around you does not have to happen to you. Put your faith and your trust in God. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. Verse 9, if you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil, and we say no evil, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up in their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon the lions and the copers. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. Then they will call on me. I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a, with a long life and give them my salvation. Church, it's so good and it's so healthy and it's so right. Become familiar with what God has declared, what his word has to declare. And here the psalmist, he says, I, this I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge. I'm going to trust him. He's my place of safety. And he's going to rescue me and protect me from deadly diseases. You have divine protection. You have a divine protection promised you. And one of the ways that we tap into this divine protection is to raise your voice on a regular basis, on a regular basis, and continue to raise your voice and make proclamations such as Psalm 91. There's many other Psalms as well where they make declarations and just all types of promises throughout the Word of God, of proclamations about what the, the, the truth of God's Word, what He has declared about you, and it's good and it's right for you to raise your voice. It's good for you to hear because there is life is in the power of your spoken word. There's life in the word. Life is in the words. So make the proclamations. Make your petitions. Make your proclamations. Declare, on, de declare it out loud what God has promised, that he has promised that he would protect you, that no harm, no evil would come against you. No plague, no sickness, no disease will come near you. That's God's divine protection. That's God's divine protection. Trust him in every area of life and, and uh, become very, very confident in that. Then there's a third area that we also need to be raising our voice in. The first one is that we are raising our voice in petitions. 
Let your requests be made known unto God. Put your, put your petitions before him in the name of Jesus. You can do that by yourself. You can do it the, the power of agreement where two or more are gathered in agreement. Then we are raising our voice in proclamations, such as what I shared with you here in Psalm 91. Then the third area I want to share with you in closing the day is the third area is that we are, we are to raise our voice in praise unto God. In the... In the Habakkuk in the, Old, in the Old Testament, one of the minor prophets, if you have the same Bible as I do, it's real easy to find. It's on 759. Habakkuk is, a, is, is a, chapter 3 is a prayer that was sung by the prophet Habakkuk. And it's an it's a interesting prayer, but it's a, it's, it's a prayer that was sung in a time of deep need. Everyone say, in a time of deep need. So I want this to speak to any and all people that are in here today or you're watching online and you're in a place of deep need. Now, I can, a deep need can mean many different things for many different people. But deep need, I would say, be something that to, to me is coming to me now, something that you've been in prayer about for a long time and, and you're at that verge of just giving up hope and you're, just gonna, you're about to just accept it the way it is and just make the best of it. You're in that deep need, but you're, you're tired. You're tired. You're just, you know, I don't know if the relationship will ever get better. I don't know if, my, if I'm ever going to feel better than I'm feeling now, if this is just the way it's going to be until I go to heaven. Or I don't know if this uh, financial thing is ever going to turn around. Or I, I don't know if, uh, you know, just whatever that deep need is for you. But it's, it's not just a need, but it's in a time of deep need. And it's very interesting that, that, that this prayer is a prayer that was sung. Do you ever think about singing your prayers unto God? I personally have more success verbalizing mine. <laughs> I became a little bit inferior, you know, with all the criticism I get here from the worship, <clears throat> the worship team when I ask to sing, and they just kind of dismiss it. But <laughs> it just happened this morning, didn't it, Bobby? We both got shot down, right? <laughs> I mean, we want to sing, but <laughs> they say, go ahead and sing. We're just not going to mic you. All right. I appreciate that, and you appreciate too. It's, it's, it's really, it's, it's discernment. Nathan really does have a gift of discernment when it comes to whether I should be mic'd or not during worship time. <laughs> but, <laughs> Habakkuk is lifting up this prayer in song. It's in a time of deep, deep need. I encourage you, if, uh, if you're not familiar with it at all, to spend some time uh, reading the, the entire chapter. But So this time of deep need, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of anguish, there's a lot of frustration, fear concerning enemies. They're not even sure if God's angry at them or if he's pleased with them. There, 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 there's a lot in this prayer, but it, it ends on a high note, what I, what I call a high note in, in uh, verse 17, 18. 17 and 18, so there's this prayer, there's this lament, there's this petition, there's this proclamation, and then there's this praise and proclamation combination. It's really a combination of all of it. But in verse 17, it says, even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren. Even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty. Can you sense the deep need here? I mean, nothing's working out. It's just all falling apart. 
you're in that predicament. You can identify with that. Say, Pastor Ray, I have a deep need. My diagnosis of from my doctor is not good at all. And if I don't have a divine intervention, I may not even make it. I don't know how much time I have. You're in a, very, you're in a place of deep need. Relational, <clears throat> health-wise, economically, whatever it may be. So he's saying, even though the fig trees have no blossoms, and it's no grape on the vine, the olive crop fails, the fields lie empty and barren. The flocks die in the fields, the cattle barns are empty. Verse 18 is a transition. Yet, everyone say yet. Yet I will raise my voice, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. He makes a commitment. He makes a decision that he's going to raise his voice. It's not that much different than the two blind men that we read about in Matthew chapter 20, how they were sitting by the roadside and they heard Jesus was coming and a flicker of hope. Faith rose up within them and they got excited and they raised their voices up to God. They shouted to God and the crowd said, be quiet. Just leave him alone. Just leave good enough, good enough. No. He's praying this. He's singing this in a time of deep need. It's a prayer that he's saying. We're going to invite you to stand up again. Go ahead and stand up. And we're going to do the raise a hallelujah again. And whatever, you're, whatever it is in your life, that place of deep need in your life, make the proclamation. Make it a song. Sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Yet, I will rejoice. Nothing seems to be working. Nothing's getting better. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. I will be joyful. Everyone say, I will be joyful. In spite of what my deep need is right now, I'm going to rejoice. I'm, done, I'm going to confess, say the same thing that God's word declares about me. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to raise my hallelujah. I'm going to raise my voice and we're going to worship the king and believe God for his divine intervention into your life. And right there in your living room, go ahead and join in with us. Let's raise your hallelujah unto God. I'm going to do you all a favor and turn my mic off and sing along with you. Sing a little louder, 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 oh sing a little Sing a little 
Come on, lift your voice, sing hallelujah to the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, we worship you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Father God, for your miracle-working power, Father. Your miracle-working power in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There's someone in here this morning. You're at that... You've been identifying with what I've been sharing about, that place of deep need. You've been fighting a medical diagnosis that's not been good. You've been fighting it alone haven't really invited anyone in to really just come together with you i'm not sure who it is it doesn't matter who it is to but i want you to know that it's turning around it's turning around don't you give up don't you give up i said don't give up in the middle of the storm you're going to raise your hallelujah it may be new to you to do so but i encourage you to do so I encourage you to do so. Worship the King. Praise the King. Thank Him for your deliverance. Thank Him for your healing power. The redemptive work at Calvary's cross is a finished work. And we have, and we are, and we receive all of the above based on the reality that Jesus Christ paid in full our redemption. And it's for us today. Everyone say, the price has been paid in full. And I receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Acts chapter 16, there's a story of the Apostle Paul. Um, they have been out preaching and uh, they ended up being in prison as a result of out ministering the gospel. And they were put in the inner prison for the night because the jailer was giving specific word from the authorities that be to make sure these prisoners are secure. Make sure you secure them. They had beaten them severely, severely beaten Paul and his companion, and then put them in the inner prison and then put them in locks in the inner prison. I mean, that's pretty permanent. That's a pretty permanent, nasty situation that doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon. But the scriptures tell us in Acts chapter 16, when you read that account, it says, but at midnight, everyone say at midnight. Midnight is representative of that darkest hour. The fig tree failed to blossom. The cattle are dying in the field. The fields aren't producing. Nothing's working. Yet, I will praise him. The scriptures tell us that at midnight, Paul and Silas began to sing hymns unto the Lord, to sing praises unto the Lord. And a miracle took place. They began to sing and the other prisoners heard them. So they raised their voices. They weren't just singing quietly. They raised their voices in prison, in the inner dungeon of the prison that the rest of the prisoners could hear them. And an earthquake took place and supernaturally, Paul and Silas, who were worshiping and praising God, a miracle took place, an earthquake happened, and all the prisoners, everyone say all the prisoners. 
not just Paul and Silas, all of them. Their chains supernaturally came off of them and they were all free. <laughs> oh, I just wish my fan would just get themselves together. Well, how about you start worshiping God? How about you raise your voice? Amen. All of them became free. They were all free. Powerful when you begin to worship God. And sometimes people say, well, aren't earthquakes a judgment from God? Nothing's always, always. Sometimes it may be a judgment of God, and there's going to be more earthquakes as, you know, as, we end, as we come up to Jesus coming back. But this particular earthquake was a supernatural solution for the prisoners. All their chains came off. And the prisoner who was given instructions to make sure they're secure feared for his life. He was going to kill himself. And the apostle Paul said, don't kill yourself. Don't you kill yourself. And now I know why I just said that story. I thought, I thought I was done preaching. I don't know where that story came from. But here's what I want you to know. Someone in here, you need to hear today. Don't you kill yourself. It's not that bad. Yes, it's bad. What you're experiencing is bad. It's hurtful. You feel all alone. You feel like there's no hope. But I'm here to tell you today, don't you kill yourself. There is hope. Raise your voice to God. Raise your voice to God. Call out to God. Your deliverance is here for you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you for that word. We thank you for that you are the author of life in Jesus' name. So bring life into these situations. Bring life into this, uh, into this area of this diagnosis that just looks like it's, uh, there's no cure for it. Bring life to it, Father God, and bring a new hope into this person or persons that are contemplating suicide. I thank you, Father God. Bring life, bring hope, bring healing, restoration into their lives. In Jesus' name, name above all names. And all the people said, amen. amen. Praise God. Amen. Well, continue to raise your voice. Raise a hallelujah and believe God for the supernatural to set you free. Again, if you're here for the first time, we'd love for you to stop by Connections Room over here to my left. Uh, other than that, we just uh, pray for you to have an awesome, awesome day and a great week. And we'll see you back here next Sunday morning. God bless you. We love you.